When the unexpected happens, we all have a choice to make. Two options lie before us. We will each choose to draw closer to God or further away from Him. And your discouragements, distresses, and disappointments, which way are you headed? It's time to get the second mile and drawing close to Jesus. Hey, this is Travis Agnew, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Second Mile Podcast, where you seek to live out the words of Jesus in Matthew 5.41, where he says, if someone asks you to go one mile, go the second mile as well. We don't want to do the bare minimum in following Jesus. He is too great, too glorious, too wonderful, too magnificent to follow from a distance. And so we want to do, go in as much as we can. And so the, that's why the Second Mile Podcast exists, not just to do the bare minimum in your faith, but to be able to go all in and to go all out. So today on this episode, I want to talk to you about the two options when crisis hits. So whether the crisis is the ongoing uh, international pandemic, like the COVID-19 that's going on, or maybe a uh, fallout from it, uh, you may be uh, going through some type of medical health situation related to this pandemic or completely unrelated to this pandemic. Maybe your job uh, is suffering from this. Uh, Maybe you've been furloughed. Maybe you've been laid off. Maybe you're unsure. Maybe your business is struggling. Some of you right now uh, just know that you're just dealing with discouragements because of certain things that are going on in the world uh, that you just know that life as you know it and you expected it to be uh, is not turning out that way. And so what can be frustrating is, is that you're sitting here and you're looking and saying, okay, uh, I didn't dial all this stuff up, right? Especially on an international stand uh, stance, but but it may not be that big. It may not be that widespread. It may be something specifically just going on in your life. Like uh, there can be something completely unrelated to what's going on in the rest of the world, but it's a set of of circumstances that has come and confronted you in your life, invaded your situation. You didn't ask for it. You didn't look for it. It just came looking for you, right? And so whenever you get to a situation like this, whenever uh, a disappointment comes up, whenever you're discouraged by something, when there's something distressing that happens in your life, all of us have two options. It really comes down. It's this simple. When crisis hits in your life, Every single person, I don't care what the crisis is, you will either draw closer to God or further away from Him. There really is no middle ground. At every hospital bed, in every trying circumstance, in every uncertain scenario, every single one of us, when crisis hits, we have these two options to take. Will I draw closer to Jesus and even work through my struggles, work through my pain, work through my skepticism that maybe he's even going to control? Or can I work through that with him? Or am I just going to start drifting away from him? And so today I want to encourage you of the better of the two options, and that is to draw closer to Jesus. And I think that I've got some biblical help on to show you exactly how to pull that off in the days to come. So as we think about drawing close to Jesus in a time like this, where honestly uh, it is a crisis has hit and you go, okay, so if, if you don't want to drift away from God, you want to draw closer to him, that means that you've got to decide that he is uh, available and also uh, the best person to come and bring clarity to your situation. Now, when I say clarity, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to get all your questions answered, but you will at least get direction, right? You'll get direction from God's word of sharing with us how we are supposed to to live, how we're supposed to operate, how we're supposed to think. 
And, and so with this, I, I want you to, to really understand the difference between what I would believe a, a first mile Christian and a second mile Christian in, in a situation like this is, is very, very simple. First milers will look at a crisis and you'll say, okay, I'm not going to walk away from my faith, right? But you're just going to sit and somewhat inwardly, what I would call a spiritual sulking, okay? So like you're not actively denying the faith. You're not walking away from the Lord. You're still going to church. You're still somewhat reading your Bible. But inwardly, you are in a state of spiritual sulking. And that's that's kind of first mile Christianity, right? Where when crisis hits, when disappointments come alongside, you go, okay, I'll stay here. I'm going to I'm going to stay in the faith and I'm going to be close enough to Jesus to at least you know pacify uh the people around me but inwardly you're really questioning you're really doubting and you're saying God I, I stepped out in faith in this situation I really went out looking for you I thought I was doing what you asked me to do and now this has come on and like what am I what am I supposed to do with this right and and so when that happens like that's first mile christianity but second mile christianity says I have enough faith in the God of the Bible that even if this is a horrific thing that is from um, either a the situation that you're dealing with, even if it's horrific because it's the consequences of your hands, whether it's an enemy, someone who's out to get you that you work with or, or a neighbor or a family member, or, or maybe it's the devil himself that is trying to slow you down, or maybe, just quite maybe, the crisis in your life is actually from actively from the hands of God, right? And if that takes place, then you go, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? Like the second mile Christians can be at this place to say, even if God did it, I'm going to push in and I'm going to figure out why because I trust him. Like I know that he never does. He doesn't do anything wrong. Everything that he does is right. So even Job would say in his uh, uh, account of what happened when all of his life was falling apart, he goes, even if he slays me, I'm going to put my hope and trust in him. And that's a just different type of mentality, right, for us to even consider. Like even if he slays me, I'm going to follow him. And, and so this second mile Christianity, this second mile um way that we follow and walk in our faith is this position where we say, you know what, no matter what takes place, I know that God is faithful, he's good, and he's worth devotion. And so you start doing what happens in James chapter 4, verse 8, where it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And and so there's this kind of like chasm that takes place that when crisis hits, when disappointments come in, when something that you weren't expected happens, when those things take place and you get overwhelmed in that moment, what scripture is saying, you need to draw near to God. And in those moments, God is drawing near to you. Now we know through scripture, it's not that God is somehow distant from you, but in those moments, there's a separation that takes place because your expectations are unmet, your frustrations are rising, and, and you feel it. You feel this like little chasm here. You feel like, okay, there's there's a space here because this isn't what I anticipated. I expected God was going to act differently. And so all of a sudden, this separation widens a little bit and you have to decide in that moment, what am I going to do about this? And, and James says, okay, if you feel the distance happening, you need to draw near to God. And what he's promising there is when you draw near to God, it's not as if God is going to distance himself from you. He's not playing hard to get. He's not running away from you. But you have to at least put in your mind, I'm resolving that even though these circumstances feel like they're separating me from God, I'm not walking away. In fact, I'm pushing in closer than before. One great biblical example of this is none other than John the Baptist. Johnny B was the guy who prepared the way 
uh, for the Lord who set out to prepare the way and clear the path for Jesus. And his ministry was booming before the time of Christ. And this is what I love about John the Baptist is that he honestly was just a different type of preacher, right? I mean, uh, where most people will get as close to the people as you possibly can so that they can come near to you. He is going out into the wilderness and, and just sort of doing his own thing, right? Uh, and even when he was in the womb, uh, the voice of Mary, the mother of Jesus, caused him to like basically do somersaults in the womb. Like His entire life was bent on, I am pointing towards the Messiah. I am clearing the path. I want people to follow Jesus. And yet, when all of a sudden crisis hit his life, we see that John the Baptist is also a frail man, even though he is a great, wonderful prophet and an incredible um, person in our faith. There's this moment of crisis happens because what took place is that he got put in prison uh, for speaking truth. So he is doing God's will. He speaks against a sinful act that's going on with a governmental leader, and now he's put in prison. And what's about to take place is he's about to be headed for such things, okay? So if you were to think, okay, God, I'm following you. I'm clearing the path for your son, and now I'm in prison, about to be beheaded for doing what you've called me to do. Now's the time where I go, I've got a problem. But what happens is a lot of people would maybe play in, in that, that episode in their mind But what does John do? Actually, he takes it right to the source. He doesn't just sort of mull over it. He doesn't agonize over it. He doesn't get anxious about it. He just goes, okay, if my concerns are with God, I'm going to take them directly to God. And so what he does is he sends some of his disciples. So remember, John is in prison. He sends some of his own disciples to go confront Jesus and ask a simple question. But the way that Matthew 11 kind of lays this out, it sort of appears like Jesus is in front of a bunch of other people, and so he's teaching. So you can imagine that when John the Baptist's disciples show up, everyone's like, okay, good. He's got some information on John the Baptist. And what happens? He says, John wanted to know this in Matthew 11, 3. Are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? Now, this is, I mean, shocking because John's whole life has been pointing to Jesus as the Christ. And now he's doubting. Why? Because times were hard. He was now in jail and he's wondering, is he really the Messiah? Because I didn't think this is where I would be if that's the case. And Jesus responds, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who's not offended by me. And so he says, look, John, the proof is in what I'm doing. I am fulfilling scripture. I have the power of God. I am the Messiah on display. And as soon as they begin to walk off, you would think that all of a sudden Jesus starts talking about John, and you got to imagine the disciples sort of slow down to listen to what they're hearing, because you'd imagine what you think that he would say. But what Jesus says in this moment is, what did you go out in the wilderness to see? Did you, you think you're just getting a regular prophet? He goes, no, I'm telling you more than a prophet. He is the one. And he says, I, verse 11, I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So what does he say? The guy who just questioned you, who doubted you in front of other people, Jesus says there's nobody better than him. Why would he do this? Because even in John's discouragement, disappointments, even when crisis hit John's life, you know what he did? He took them directly to God. Every crisis will cause you to either draw closer to God or further away. And so when John the Baptist is literally on death row for doing God's work, he takes his concerns to none other than God himself and says, I'm struggling here, but I got to know, are you really the one? Are you the one that we're waiting for? And in this moment, he gets the answer that he needs. And you'll get the answer that you need as well. If you will just take your concerns to God, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. 
If you're in a crisis right now, I promise you, God is big enough to handle it. Don't draw further away. Push in and draw closer. He's got the answers and the presence you so desperately need. I hope to see you on the second mile.